Hey everyone, welcome back to The Drop-In. I'm Tanya. And I'm Agatha. Today we're exploring the topic of periods. So let's drop in. Mm, so nice to be back with you, Aggie. Yes. So excited to talk about all things femme. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> it's, um, it's a big topic, but I think we'll um, uncover what it means to us as well. Yeah, totally. This has come up for us this week because last week I was saying to Aggie how horrible my period was and how much of a bitch I was and how bitter I was and I could just see all of that and how it's just a really annoying experience sometimes. Like we can see the beauty in it and we can honor the ritual and the the kind of seasonal cycle of it. But sometimes it's just like, mate, it's really annoying that like every month my energy drops, right? Yeah, and I was just like hard relate. Like I could just relate and see myself in all of that um and truly like I don't think I've actually gotten to the point where I see the beauty in it very often yeah I remember Aggie was like (laughs) mate it's not fucking beautiful (laughs) um yeah so I um have had endometriosis and it is something that I kind of I don't want to use the word battle but like deal with on a monthly basis with this energy drop and really having to kind of nurture um, my time and really knowing when things are going to be hitting and I'm going to be full of life and full of energy versus like, you know, the, the week before, like you said, Tanya, it's like bitch mode comes on or just like emo mode comes on. And yeah, you just, you can't really expect too much of yourself. Yeah, it's um I have endometriosis too for those of you who are newer around um mine and Aggie's worlds and lives and it's some, one of the things we really bonded over when we first met as well. Um yeah, just that sisterhood, that connection that oh, she gets it, I get it and I was coming when I met Aggie it was um later she had already gone through that journey, so it was, you know, a beautiful kind of connection for me, but how every month it's like watching the calendar to be like, okay, when is my energy going to drop? When am I able to be social? When can I teach more? When can I plan things? When am I going to be struggling through and just surviving and not feeling like I'm thriving? And that's how um, it can really feel for for many, many women and many, many um, people that have periods. Yeah. And um, one of the things I was thinking of like just before this was like, how do you show up when things feel hard? And, Mm. you know, in that week prior to my period, things feel extremely hard. (laughs) Mm. Um, Not always, but like for the most part they do. And, you know, um, I think for me, it's just really offering myself as much space as I can and being really compassionate and just being around people who get it. Um, So if I book something in knowing that I can only really be with those people that are going to comfort and support me and aren't going to trigger the shit out of me Mm. (laughs) and um that's not always easy to do in day-to-day life when things pop up or commitments come through and yeah how do you even show up sometimes when those commitments do come through that maybe aren't as compassionate or aren't as nurturing but you know you have to be there for that thing hundred <laughs> percent like probably three months ago I had a wedding on the first or second day of my period and I had even asked a friend to borrow this gorgeous dress but it was real pencil line dress tight and I was like 
one, I'm going to need to wear my period underwear. So undie line, visible underwear line, like this is not going to work. <laughs> Two, I'm going to be so bloated. Three, I just will want space to be able to like feel free in my body and my skin. And so, and then four, I'm like, how do I, how am I going to have the energy to show up for a whole like wedding? Weddings go for a really long time. And I had to just have a, a kind of a conversation with myself and say, you're just going to show up exactly how you are and not try to be a different version of yourself and not try to be more of what you think people are wanting in this environment and you don't need to dance if you don't have the energy to dance and you don't need to try and make small talk or have conversation at the dinner table if if that's not available and yeah I can see a part of myself from you know a few years ago would have really tried to push through to show up in a very different way and like put a mask on and put a brave face on and um, really be like so feel really social and extroverted when I was feeling so withdrawn and introverted yeah Mm. that's just like made me see how at times I do do that like that okay I need to show up in this way because it's this person Mm. or this scenario or um yeah whatever the the situation is and yeah how can you just show up as you are and if the other person or the community kind of doesn't quite get it, then it's like the onus is on them a little bit as mm. well. Like obviously you try and be a kind, gentle person and like not ruffle all of the feathers and be a mean person, but it's just like, yeah, just like some days I just don't want to be excited and dancing and (laughs) wearing a tight dress Mm -hmm. I don't usually like to wear tight dresses on most days to be honest um um, but yeah like there's this there's this thing around like needing to show up in a certain societal way Mm. all of the time not just when you're on your period and I don't know it just kind of like there's a there's a big topic there I think to kind of flesh out on how do we show up even when things are hard and when things are like icky a hundred percent and yeah at other times it can feel easier to maybe put that mask on or show up in that way that society might expect us to show up or we feel conditioned to show up in and when the period is there you feel so raw so everything's so stripped back there is no space to put that layer or that shade over your truth or your light or our soul like we don't even you don't have that capacity because everything feels cracked open and raw that you're like I am this is me I am spilling out over the edges and literally out into the earth (laughs) and there is no capacity to to put that filter or that mask or that shade over ourselves and how we can shame ourselves almost or um, guilt ourselves into thinking or label it in any way that this is not that this is somehow less than or not good enough um, than showing up any any differently because all of that capacity and that energy that allows us to do that is taken away, which makes me think when we're showing up that way, maybe we are the most raw, true versions of yeah. ourselves, untamed, unfiltered, um, unedited. Yeah. yeah, and like is this – also like a reason it's like our monthly check-in really to be compassionate with ourselves as well Mm. because sometimes like I forget to be kind to myself and like in that moment I really have to slow down I really have to like take stock of life and like everything around me and like what I actually want to do because sometimes like I get a little bit swept up in the 
oh, this is what I should do, the shoulds, you know? And, like, I just feel like when I have, like, zero energy, I only do the things I know I can do. And so it's almost like this monthly check-in in a way. Like, maybe that's the beauty, right? Yeah. That I'm trying to, to find in this monthly moment. Um, I think to that point as well, it is just, like, for me, it has been such a big learning curve of like listening to my body. Mm. And I do think like, you know, the diagnosis of endometriosis and like a bunch of other health issues, um, it just always came back to listening to my body. And I think like I was kind of alluding to, it is this kind of monthly check-in of really touching in to what the body needs in that moment. And Sure, it'd be lovely to be doing that 24-7, but the reality is it doesn't always happen that way. Um, And so for me, I feel like it's like I give myself so much more leeway, I think. Yeah, more grace. Yeah. A lot more grace. And um, I often feel that it's my monthly teacher to surrender, like massively, like, that's the key word and the key lesson that comes up for me every bleed and every month and every cycle is surrender, surrender, surrender. And we are part of nature and it's that reminder that, you know, part of life cycles and nature cycles is that surrender. But I also hate that that has to happen every fucking month. <laughs> and just as I feel like I'm getting my momentum or my drive or my inspiration or my like productivity, yes. like I, I don't want to use that word productivity in a, in a, um, you know, I must be productive to be successful way, but just like when everything's, you know, you feel like you're in flow and then this thing just comes in and like dampens you down again. And it's like, I don't want to learn how to surrender every fucking month all over again. You know, like I know how to do this. I just got a handle on it. Like (laughs) I just got a handle on that last lesson on that last surrender, you know, felt like I've just got my shit together. And then it's like, boom, here we go again. (laughs) Because as well, if you, um, have endo or any other um, hormonal condition or chronic condition that does or autoimmune condition something that impacts your energy and brings up fatigue for you on a regular basis I think you you might resonate with what we're talking about here and for folks that don't have that I think it's really important to just know that there is people all around us and all around you that are experiencing these ebbs and flows in their energy and have this inconsistency in the in the way they're able to show up every Mm -hmm. single day I really like that word inconsistency because mm. like so often we're asked to show up consistently mm. and actually like our, at least my body doesn't really agree <laughs> on that. Like it shows up inconsistently every day. I don't know what, what, you know, I'm going to feel like the next day. And, you know, I do my things to build my energy, feed myself properly, hydrate, blah, do all my things. But I still feel like some days it just, my body shows up in a way that I didn't expect it to. And how lovely would it be if society allowed us to show up inconsistently rather than consistently? (laughs) I don't know, that just kind of popped into my head as you said that. I think there is a lot of pressure to show up consistently and part of the the nature and the trait of having a menstrual cycle and living in this world is that your energy will ebb and flow and for some of us it's really manageable and um, 
not too noticeable and doesn't throw you you know all around um too much and that's really beautiful for those people that are able to live in a really balanced way like that and for other people it can be a really hard journey and other times as well I don't want to use the word hard actually just to really you know like I don't what, what what would be a good word yeah it can just shake you up a bit and um where was I going with that I can't quite remember but anyway yeah it's just this I'm not sure where I was going with that. <laughs> That's okay. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think something that you mentioned as well was like the pill. Oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes how that can provide that consistency mm. in our bodies. Um, and we were just saying before how like often in the – the wellness world it can get a bad rap and it kind of has this like almost like the pill is bad you know like the pill is <laughs> break up with it yeah why are you on it oh my god you're on it you shouldn't be on it it's terrible for you yeah. it's gonna cause x y and z issue later in your life yeah. you're missing out on the beauty of womanhood the list goes on um and I think that conversation has a place and some of those points are pretty poignant and like matter. Um, and being off the pill for almost like 12 years now, maybe, I don't know, what is time? Um, <laughs> I sometimes long for it in that I know when it's going to happen. I know that there's this like lack of drop of my energy and I can show up in a way that is like a hundred percent what I want in that moment versus like what my body thinks it needs. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that kind of point. <laughs> I love this return. I want to circle back as well. We'll come back to the pill, but circle back to this point you said about how it's a lesson in the body. And I think yeah, it is this really beautiful lesson in being in our body, responding to our body, check, tuning into the the biofeedback that is present, like in the moment, the here and now, and then responding to that and um, acting from that place without ignoring it. Because we can try and push through and we can try and ignore what's there, but it is this beautiful way of once again being like, what is my body feeling today? What does it need to eat? How much rest does it need? Does it want to move? Um what, what is it asking from me and how can my actions, my behaviors, my schedule then meet its needs and learning how to trust the body's feedback as wisdom and not like something that is trying to harm you yeah, or, or sabotage, sabotage you. <laughs> that's the word sabotage you is takes practice. Yeah. Um, it really does. But to, to see the, the magic in ultimately to to learn the magic of responding to the body and when you do listen to its needs and give it what it's asking for and strip away everything else like what what magic is left there and I think it can be a really beautiful experience to to learn about yourself on a deeper level and to be in a more embodied um, connected grounded state with your physical self and your energy I agree I think I think you're a lot better at doing this than I am Um, in that I still fight a lot with my body. Mm. I still have a lot of like um, 
conditioning would mm. be the word um, around what I should and shouldn't be. Um, and that's, that's for another episode. But um, I think there's a part of me that has been to that place of deep wisdom, deep listening. And I, I often strive to go back and I know that it's just so sweet there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, life gets in the way. And, you know, when you're feeling like already down on yourself, like, you know, the fluctuation of hormones and, Mm. um, (laughs) we love them, (laughs) you know, just like life commitments and all of that stuff like it can be really hard to be so gracious (laughs) to be so gracious and what comes up for me is like that struggle I think is part of the hormonal process that needs to happen but eventually there is that drop and in that drop there is a softening a softness and an allowing and that might only come for a few hours or you might be able to enjoy that state for four days of the the menstrual cycle, but you might get it for one day. But I think uh, there after that struggle, eventually there is that um, handing over, that surrendering, that giving in and dropping down and in and a softening just spreads through the whole being and this openness. It feels like a very feminine state, super receptive, super intuitive, super a place of just deep allowance and mm. allowing. Um, yeah. But life does get in the way of that 100%. And we can't always create this rose-colored bubble around ourselves when we are in that state and we can feel highly sensitive in that state and then life happening around us when we're in that if we have gotten to the place of softening and allowing can feel really quite, um, quite rough or, um, intrusive, intrusive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, As you were saying that as well, um, I kind of got this image of, you know, the lead up to, at least for me, the lead up to the bleed is almost like climbing this mountain of just like when am I going to get to the top Mm. and then when the bleed finally comes at least I feel this way it's like I just allow myself to stand at the top of the mountain and take it all in Mm. and I think that's like the feeling of surrender that I get it's like I can just like be here and and no one is disturbing me and you've literally (laughs) had to climb a fucking mountain to get there you know like it's not easy that's arduous yeah every month yeah Uh, (laughs) every single month yeah and um yeah for some people you know period could be a two three day thing like we all have our beautiful and our individual and our personal experience of this and neither is better or worse it is what it is and whatever however your menstrual cycle presents itself honor that and celebrate that and be with that but um yeah we both have similar experiences and I just love I mean women for centuries have been talking about their their bleeds with each other and I think it's a really beautiful um connection point to have and health check-in and how when you've had a really stressful month it can be really interesting to notice how your bleed shows up for you as well Mm, yeah often a little bit more um friction comes up yeah oh that's so interesting as well like yeah like that it is this true check-in point of the month that has been um you know if I've taken on too much that month like yeah I'm just it's painful there's a lot more inflammation um I feel a lot more 
puffy and bloated um and then other months it's like a dream so yeah it is it is kind of this like check in with your body of this like how have I been doing this month as well but in a in a way that can sometimes shock you um in a way that like makes you notice and that is the kind of embodied part as well where sometimes like you haven't actually realized that you've been pushing yourself too hard or maybe you haven't been like leaving your comfort zone and it's it's kind of whispering to you in a way of like okay this might be a a thing you can change up so nice and it's also it's not always like work or exercise or diet like things that can happen that you don't even think will impact how your your cycle plays out can have a big effect like a peer or a colleague or a friend or a family member saying something or you know something happening in your personal life or your professional life that can throw you that involves a lot of emotion and a lot of nervous system processing Mm -hmm. can really like if you spend a lot of time nervous or anxious or worried worried or sad or upset or grieving like this is all going to show up for us in our end of month bleed or start of menstrual cycle whatever you however way you want to measure it and it's not always about the way you moved your body or the way you worked or how much stress like stress can come up in so many different ways or the food that we ate it's really interesting to notice how my relationships what's been going on for me mentally what have I been watching reading listening have I been getting outside Mm. how have I have I been pushing my body to exercise too much have I not been resting enough have I not been moving enough have I been resting too much have I been fulfilled (laughs) creatively like unfortunately it doesn't give you a list no at at the end of the month like the beautiful Tanya is doing but um (laughs) you know Um, I think it's just that moment where we can be a bit more introspective with ourselves and sometimes like I think the the point of this topic was also like sometimes we don't want to be that introspective at that point and it can be bloody hard to like be in your feels all the time. (laughs) Yeah and like say it's your your partner or your mom's or your family member's birthday or holiday or it's like a big event and you want to show up and then you're like oh shit I'm gonna be on my bleed there and you're like, that's really going to actually, it's going to change the experience. And I wanted to show up in a different way, you know? And it's like, oh, I didn't want to show up like that. I wanted to be able to show up with more vitality or more desire to connect with others. I often fall into the trap of like saying yes to things where I'm on like, you know, my high point and I'm like, yeah, I have so much energy. I'm going to be like this forever. And then it's like two weeks in, you're like, oh, I've got that thing on now, Mm. like in a week's time and I'm not going to really feel up to it. And so, yeah, it is this, I'm not saying like you kind of have to trick yourself, but like (laughs) (laughs) little mind trick. Yeah, sometimes it is that like kind of future planning and I think that's something that we both do pretty consciously. Yeah, definitely Um, conscious. And... Yeah, sometimes, like, it does slip for me. Um, Every now and again, I'm like, oh, damn, like, that thing is now going to be around my period. Or, like you said, like, things are pretty set in stone sometimes, Mm. like weddings or, you know, birthdays and things like that. Um, So, yeah, I think that there are kind of ways around, you know, finding that balance for yourself. But sometimes 
life is life and you know how do you again show up in this kind of complete surrender when you've got a birthday yeah or you've got a a whole day event that you're running professionally you know and I think um yeah this comes back to this consistency inconsistency and how I'm a yoga teacher and when I show up teaching through each phase of my cycle I am a different teacher and I am a different person in my relationship. I'm a different partner. I'm a different friend. I'm a different professional. And I, it could be really easy for me to uh, like poo-poo myself for being so inconsistent in that way. And for students in a yoga class, not being able to expect how I'm going to be showing up every week or how I'm going to be presenting. But I think the consistency there is my energy, like my energy maybe not um, in a vitality way, but like the, the, what I deliver, the energy that I give out is consistent. You know what I mean? And also it's a big uh, lesson in, of self-work in trust and in me trusting myself that the way I'm showing up on that day is exactly the way it's meant to be and what they need and that they will get the lesson that is meant to land in that class or in that session or in that moment is what was meant to be. And to allow that instead of trying to force myself to show up differently and further drain the reserves of energy that do not exist on that day. And um, I've gotten a lot better at really honoring, especially as a yoga teacher, I've been doing it, you know, for a while now. And instead of like trying to perform when I'm not feeling well, allowing how I'm feeling to infuse and inspire the way I lead the class and the experience that the people are having. And um, yeah, it's different. It's not consistent, but can I trust that that's okay? And I think that's the the biggest lesson. And that just takes the self-work. Yeah. And I think like the more I think about this point of consistent and inconsistent I think nobody is consistent so why are we expecting it of each other Mm. and there's actually a real beauty in inconsistency or like experiencing all the gamut of emotions and Mm. being human like that is essentially what we've kind of come here for to to feel the highs and the lows and you know, in that moment that, as you were saying, when you were teaching, sometimes like you don't have that energy reserve, but you know that you can still deliver a really poignant class. It's like, well, maybe that's all that that person needed as well in that moment. Mm. And like, I, I truly believe with like yoga, something I also teach, it's like the people that need it in that moment show up as the well as you like it kind Mm. of like something dances up there and they kind of perform together to like bring the right people into your space and I think that's the trust piece as well which is massive and another topic for another day yeah and I think it's like well what sort of leader do I want to be and in that moment it's like I want to be a leader of showing up in with as little kind of layers covering who I am and how I'm feeling in the moment I want to show up the way I am Mm. in, you know, in whatever way is an appropriate way in that situation. Um, Yeah. And so coming back, I want to circle back to the pill thing, unless you want to share. (laughs) Yeah. And so I didn't say we kind of detoured there, but yeah, the pill is something that 
I know when I came off it, I was like, oh my God, why was I on this thing? I was so misinformed or uninformed, full stop, no information. I didn't have the the information to make a, a decision from a place of knowledge and power and empowerment. Um, and so all the messaging I got from, you know, the, the wellness world, which is all not bad. It's great, but it's just the other side of the coin. There's two sides to that, that information. And I found myself when I came off the pill, really mm, seeing it in a bad light and having a, a, a tinge of judgment for others that were still on it. But I was like, well, I was just that person. Maybe they haven't learned about what it's doing to their bodies on all levels. And they've just been told, do this, it will do X, but not actually understanding the nuance and the the deeper impact that it has on the body. And then being able to make a decision from informed decision from that place. And I do understand why, especially with people, for people with endometriosis, because that's my experience and that's what I'm speaking from, why the pill is a, a great way to maintain quality of life, you know, and manage the condition because you're not battling this up and down wave, like torrential storm wave every single week, every month. It's not even the bleed, like every shift of the cycle is like this big hormonal upheaval for me that I really have to go right up and then right all the way back down and then ground my feet back into. Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I do see how something, you know, like the pill can offer a sense of greater stability through that ride and through that weight, through those waves. Mm. And that that is a beautiful choice and a very deeply acceptable choice as well. And it's 100%. not wrong. It's not wrong. And I love that I've gotten to this point because I definitely was on it. And then I found out all the information about it. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad for me. And then I've gone through this big process and now, and then now I'm like, oh no, it serves a really fucking good point. And I think it just comes back to what we, me and Agatha were talking about at the start before we press record is like being informed to then make that decision, which that is kind of the gap that exists. Yeah. It's like the missing piece in like, I think, I hope it's gotten a little bit better. Um, but at least when I first was put on the pill, I don't know how old I would have been, like 17, 18. Mm. I don't think I even showed real signs of endometriosis at the time anyway. And so I kind of didn't realize that that was what my body was doing for a really long time until mm. I came off it. Um, yeah, that's the same experience for me and I'm sure many, many people. Yeah. yeah, and like I think there was just so much shame in my body like um, having these highs and these lows, like, you know, from going from a pretty consistent, stable, emotional state to then dropping in and out, you know, every other week of being like elated or fairly low or in pain or whatever it is nervous unsettled yeah. there's definitely um, that face <laughs> yeah. yep <laughs> um yeah there's just like you almost kind of like need a little bit of um education on what it is like as well to come off the pill 
um, and what to expect from your body. And I'm sure all of that exists out there. But at the time, I don't think I was really informed in that either of Mm. like what that meant for my body when I came off it and how I could give myself a little bit of grace in in that. Yeah. And then just knowing a sense of how long is this going to take? And at nine months, certain hormones are only just kicking back online because that's how long they take after the, the chemical you know, input that was going in for so long. And um, yeah, that's such a valid point. And it's just that support, that support through the the choice and the decision and the journey that yeah. these gap that we are forced to self-educate on. Um, and how wonderful would it be to be more widely educated on as just a part of the process? But yeah, that's just yeah. a whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. whole other <laughs> kettle of fish. Um yeah, and I just also, yeah. So that's the that's probably all I wanted to say on on the pill. I'd say, um, but just holding the polarity of people that have beautiful bleeds that they ritualize and you know collect their blood and pour it on the earth as a sacred blessing and bathe in it and mask in it and make intentional you know rituals because we're in a much more psychically connected space at that time and able to connect to our wisdom and that's amazing but also to you know be on the pill as a beautiful decision to manage that so we don't have to go through the upheaval if it is a tricky place or even if people are when we're young we're just thrown on it for contraception as well which yeah. is important a hundred percent but it would be really nice to learn at that age more about what this is going to the impact is going to have on yeah. our body because it does disconnect us from our body a hundred percent and then that was the my biggest thing that I loved about getting back online with my menstrual cycle is being back in tune to my body and my body's chemistry and noticing its beautiful ebbs and flows. Yeah. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm a bit like, oh, sometimes there's a bit resentful <laughs> well, towards I was it. Yeah. Say as well, it's like you have this kind of um, this more ritualized, more kind of embodied version, and then you've got your like pill, um, you know down the line you know what to expect and Mm. then there's kind of like in the middle of like I'm not in the point of like collecting my blood and like doing ritual with it and I'm not quite knowing where my I mean I know based on like where my app tells me the drops are gonna be but you know, my body isn't an app. Um, It's different every (laughs) month. Um, And so like, it's kind of this point for me where I'm like, I'm not quite, you know, in this space of full womanhood, full acceptance, full beauty vibes, but I'm also not in the space of, I don't know, deep consistency, I guess. And so it's like this murky middle, um, which I think a lot of us actually are in and it was just kind of bringing a voice to that. This is what this episode is about. Just like the murky middle is okay. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think it is. Yeah. It's just bringing light to the things that many of us as people that are bleeding (laughs) and having menstrual cycles are going through. Um, Yeah. I think it's so valid and um Are we done? Yeah, I think that might be all we wish to share on this. Um, Let us know how you guys feel, how you'll feel. Um, Share it. Let us know. Get in touch. Yeah, and um, I'm sure we could go on for ages on this, but it feels like we've kind of 
um, gone around on those topics that we yeah. really wanted to touch on. Um, and yeah, if you're experiencing that, that murky middle, as I said, in the end, just let us know how it affects you, how you feel, um, if any of this resonates, because yeah, we're all kind of going through it sometimes together in, in a little bit of silence. So mm. just giving it a voice, I yeah. think is really important. And to be compassionate to each person's experience, no matter how different or varied it is for you and to, we don't know why people have made certain decisions or choices and to not judge them before seeing the whole picture or knowing or hearing the whole picture. Um, We're not there to, you know, we're not in the world to judge and folks for making decisions that are the best thing for them because we don't know. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes ever. Just honestly, compassion all the way. Mm. Um, Especially if someone shows up a little bit off on a day, you just don't know what they're carrying in. Yeah. on that day so um yeah that would be like my final my final mm. thought <laughs> yeah so trust yourself work towards trying to I think it's just yeah tuning into the body's wisdom and seeing if we can try to day by day learn how to to give it what it's it's asking for and meet its needs free of all the stories and those stories will start to quieten down with practice over time the more that we the more that we do it amazing tanya where can people find you um so you can find me at tanyav.com.au or on my instagram it's tanyav with three underscores and you um so i'm currently taking a little instagram break but um i am there on agatha.carmen um otherwise i am also writing on substack at the moment so that is agatha carmen forward slash substack.com and that will link you to all my other portals um so yeah that's me any final words love just big love to everyone thanks guys thank you for dropping in with us talk soon Mm -hmm.